1: WABE in Atlanta. I'm Lois Wrights, and this is City Lights. Thanks for listening as we begin another week of quarantine together. You may know the phrase, "Music has charms to soothe a savage beast, to soften rocks, or bend a knotted oak." with the uncertainties of life during COVID-19. Today, we'll explore music that may have a calming effect on our emotions. First, we're fundraising today, but please stay with us because we're keeping these breaks very short. That way, we'll get you back to the show as quickly as possible. Please help Pay for city lights if you can at wabe.org donate. Joining me is WABE's operations manager, Kevin Rinker.
0: Hey Lois, wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Your donation right now will help everyone continue to benefit from the trusted news and cultural offerings that WABE delivers every day. We are in the final hours of our spring membership drive, so if you haven't given yet, now is the time. Please give right now at wabe.org slash donate or by calling 678-553-9090.
1: That's wabe.org slash donate or 678 Many thanks to Alex Russum, who says, I'm an English teacher from Kennesaw. I've listened to WABE since high school, and I'm so happy to finally be able to give now. Thank you, WABE. If you are like Alex and in a position to give now, please do. The past two months have been unlike anything we've ever experienced. But WABE remains your constant, your daily source for news, information, and entertainment. Your donation right now will help us continue. Please donate at wabe.org slash donate.
0: Or call 678-553-9090. We need your help, and that's why we need to hear from you right now. Many of our listeners give $15 a month, but give what you feel you can afford at wabe.org slash donate, or with a call to 678-553-9090.
1: We're returning to City Lights in about 30 seconds. Thanks to everyone who's helped us so far, now we need to hear from you. Please give at 678-553-9090.
0: Or at wabe.org slash donate. Giving now is quick and easy. Give for the first time ever, renew your support, or make an additional gift. Let's be here for each other. WABE will be here for you, and we're asking right now, because you're listening now, to be here for this service. wabe.org slash donate or 678-553-9090. Thank you.
1: In our ever-changing reality in the world of COVID-19, we're hearing from mental health professionals that self-care is vital for all of us. This means acknowledging things we can control, a reasonable amount of news intake, eating nutritiously, exercising in fresh air, and listening to some favorite music. Now, depending on your mood, you may need a pepper-upper or you may enjoy a walk down memory lane with music from your teens. There are also times when you need to calm it down, bring down the energy, and just sit back and relax. WABE music contributor Dr. Scott Stewart is with us to strategize about building a placid playlist, if you will. Scott, welcome back. Thanks,
2: Lois. It is so nice to be here and excited to be here today to design a menu with a specific end in mind, and that is to use music intentionally as a source of peace and relaxation And
1: calm. Now, the science is in on music's ability to slow pulse and heart rate, help lower blood pressure, and decrease levels of stress hormones. Music today is valued as a therapeutic tool for treating people with everything from Alzheimer's disease to chronic pain to substance abuse. Yeah, using music to de-stress
2: our minds and bodies is the subject of numerous academic and medical studies. Plus, it's something that a lot of us figured out when we were little kids. Since musical taste varies, my first recommendation is to find any music that you love, whatever genre or time period or style that might be. And the next suggestion I have is that While a lot of us do like to work with music in the background, kind of as wallpaper to whatever else that you're doing, there's a powerful strategy to active listening to help you manage stress. And that's what we're talking about today. Music for relaxation and calming.
1: Now, there are dozens of albums available which claim to be the best music for soothing the soul, air quotes. (laughs)
2: This has been kind of a, a marketing ploy from the very beginning of records, and there's nothing wrong with these tunes. Some of them are really fantastic. The problem, from my point of view, is that they're overplayed, both in real life and in the media, to the point where a lot of them are kind of cliche and less effective. And you know these hits of the classical parade of relaxing, soothing music, the famous Brahms lullaby. air on the G-string from Bach's 3rd orchestral suite. And, of course, the dreaded Pockel Bell cannon, or as my students call it, the Taco Bell cannon.
3: Well, we're
1: building a playlist that's aimed at promoting relaxation. So what element of sound design are you thinking about, Scott?
2: Well, my idea behind building a a soothing music playlist is built around the idea of reducing complications, which is probably what I need to do with the rest of my life, too. (laughs) If we can identify the elements of music that our brains find interesting and energizing and stimulating that really kind of wake us up, then we can eliminate those things and seek other calming aspects of musical performance. It's all about toning things down.
1: I suppose you could be talking about extremes in music, sounds that are very fast, very loud, and in multiple layers, or maybe complexity you find in melody, harmony, and rhythm.
2: Yeah, it's all those things. You'll definitely want to save Stravinsky's Rite of Spring for a little bit later. (laughs) You may want to put a hold on Charles Ives's Tone Roads. Lois, I know you might want to put a permanent hold on those.
1: Just about everything you know.
2: <laughs> And as thrilling as it is, listening to Prokofiev's Ballet from Romeo and Juliet, this is The Death of Tybalt. So the search for calming music means eliminating music of overactive volume of lots of activity and rate of change, the high energy and dramatic expression, and anything that becomes complex and complicated. This is what our prefrontal cortex and our brains get distracted by. Anything that draws attention and engages the intellectual and aesthetic gears is great if you want to wake up, but not as great if you want to calm down. So we're looking to reduce those musical forces, which are super noticeable. And one thing you can do is get rid of lots of instruments. So if you have just one timbre or sound source, even though in this case the piano is super capable of many tonal colors, you can focus more on the gentle harmonies and the rolling rhythms. In this case, on one of our favorites, Claude Debussy's Clair de Lune.
1: L'air de Lune, French, for the light of the moon or moonlight, it's actually from a larger work. It's the third movement of Debussy's Sweet Bergamasque for piano. In that recording, we heard the pianist Lang Lang.
2: Such beautiful playing. And interestingly, the orchestral arrangement of Clair de Lune by Leopold Stokowski, famous for his appearance in Disney's Fantasia, is broader and maybe a little bit less intimate than the piano solo, but it retains some of that Debussy, soothing, bubbling quality. Here's a cut of the same section, but this time for a symphony orchestra.
1: the Philadelphia Orchestra with that symphonic arrangement of Debussy's Clair de Lune.
2: It's really nice, isn't it? Really one of the most used classical themes in films. You'll hear it in Giant with James Dean and that famous closing Bellagio (laughs) fountain scene in Ocean's Eleven, and even Bella and Edward listening to it in Twilight.
1: Yeah, they got the light part there. (laughs) Getting back to boiling things down, surely some of the most simple yet elegant compositions from the 20th century came from the pen of French composer Eric Satie, was a good friend of Claude Debussy. Yeah, and
2: especially in Satie's compositions for piano, the Gymnopédie, composed in 1888, these are really slow and sad pieces all in 3-4 time and with what i would call mild dissonances they kind of pepper in the harmony with a very piquant and melancholy feel The performance markings for the gymnopédie, for the pianist, are to play long and slow and painfully. The regular undulations of that harmony in the left hand are kind of hypnotic. And I would lift up this as one of the most relaxing sets of music in the entire repertoire.
4: Hmm.
1: Scott, it seems that melody, one line of music, and harmony, which is more than one line of music become important factors in determining the emotional qualities of a piece.
2: I think that's exactly right. In our Western tonal system where music has a key or a sense of home base, there are aspects of steps and leaps and highs and lows and these rates of change that affect how we feel when we hear them. Here's a lovely piece for clarinet and piano by English composer Ray von Williams, which focuses on an attractive melody.
1: Lovely on the Water, music of Ralph von Williams. In that recording, Anthony Pike, principal clarinetist of the English Chamber Orchestra with pianist John Lenahan.
2: And this folk melody is unhurried, pensive, and thoughtful in its very short journey. It's lyrical melodies like these that can be heard as the basis for a very relaxing listen. Here's another wonderful tune. This time, instead of clarinet piano, it's flute and harp. There's a different emotional vibe, but an equally soothing sensation.
1: French music, this time from Gabriel Fauré, whose pavane you heard at the top of the program. Scott, I must share this. I doubt that it was still going on by the time you were enrolled at Indiana University. But when I would sign on there, when I would do the early morning shift It was this music, the Sicilienne from Pelleas and Melisson by Gabriel Fauré, that began the morning. This piece was written in 1898. Now, we're seeing some commonalities emerge for relaxing music, for a formula, if you will, music that's in three-quarter time with rolling or undulating rhythms for piano and harp beautiful melodies and it seems that a great deal of this music so far has been french in origin
2: yes isn't that interesting and i i do think there is something about the three four time there's a lot of this music that tends to be in that strong weak weak strong weak weak format and certainly the timbres of the piano and the harp are uh, in the mix as well. I think it is notable that a lot of orchestration or the way that instruments are used in French composition around the 20th century turn had a distinctly lighter feel and the aesthetic was maybe more reserved and subtle versus the German style at the time, which was more about raw emotion and individual mentality. Still, we can look back to the English and Italian and Austro-Dramatic masters for some gorgeous examples of tender
1: and soothing music. W.A.B.E. music contributor Scott Stewart, and I will return with more recommendations for soothing music in a moment. This is City Lights, I'm Lois Wright says we're in our spring member drive, but our breaks are very short, so please stay with us and please help if you can at WABE.org donate. Joining me now is WABE's operations manager, Kevin Rinker.
0: WABE.org dot org slash donate or call six seven eight five five three ninety ninety. Your donation will help pay for great shows like City Lights. This is the next to last day of our spring membership drive, which means you are running out of time to make your pledge. Please give at W A B E dot org slash donate or call six seven eight five five three ninety
1: ninety. That's W A B E dot org slash donate or. Call 678-553-9090. Thinking back over the past two months, WABE City Lights has informed you about the impact of the pandemic on our arts community, reminding us of the continuing role of arts and culture in our daily lives. Your donation right now will help us continue this important programming. So please give at wabe.org slash donate.
0: Or call 678-553-9090. Did you know that 84% of our funding comes from the Atlanta community? It's why we need your help right now. Many of our listeners give about $15 a month. Give what you feel you can afford at wabe.org slash donate or with a call to 678-553-9090.
1: City Lights is just 30 seconds away. Thanks so much to everyone who has donated so far. Now we look forward to hearing from you please call 678-553-9090.
0: Or go to wabe.org slash donate. We're always so grateful for the generosity of all of our members. You can give at $15 a month, $50 all at once. We've even had someone give us a $5,000 gift, which we really appreciate. Some people can do that. You give what works for you because it takes all of us doing our part respectively according to our means. When you call 678-553-9090, ask about the special perks that come with giving at the cornerstone level. And thanks.
1: Let's return to more recommendations for soothing sounds with WABE music contributor Scott Stewart. Mozart's Eine kleine Nachtmusik, A Little Night Music, is one of my all-time favorite works, what we used to call desert island recordings, (laughs) desert island pieces. And in fact... It's one of Mozart's best-known compositions. It was the last serenade he ever wrote. It was not commissioned. This was strictly from the heart, and certainly one of the finest in all of the repertoire. Music of very sophisticated simplicity, if you will, delighting both the seasoned music lover as well as a professional musician.
2: I couldn't agree more. This is a piece that you can hear for the very first time or the thousandth time, and you just marvel at Mozart's Economy of Means. This was after he'd written so many of his masterpieces, Marriage of Figaro and Don Giovanni and so many symphonies and concertos, and he shows up with this kind of perfect piece of music that says so much while using the fewest amount of materials there's a sweet sweet melody in the second movement the romans that is one of my favorites
1: I encourage everyone to listen to the entire piece for soothing reasons. Indeed, that second movement, Romance Excerpt, is exquisite. Also in the music that follows in the third movement, there's a gorgeous theme, almost operatic in character, that follows the trio. Now, we are both... Fans of the 1984 Academy Award winning movie about the life of Mozart, Amadeus Scott. You and I share this love for the movie. And if you have never seen it, it is a brilliant drama written by the playwright Peter Schaffer, very loosely based on reality. It is not a biopic. But it makes for great storytelling, and not surprisingly, because it's about Mozart, an amazing soundtrack.
2: Amadeus is a great film, and so if you are still inside, which we hope you are, this is a great watch. Amadeus won eight Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Actor. Of course, did not win Best Soundtrack, because the underscoring, all of which is by Mozart was not originally written for the movie, so it gets disqualified (laughs) under the Oscars rules, but it's beautifully put together and the sound editors did a great job of making it seem like a soundtrack while at the same time being Mozart's. Early on, we encounter the aging Antonio Salieri, who did not kill Mozart, but they were actually probably good friends. But he's uh, depicted in this institution and he's describing to a priest the music the first time he heard Mozart being played. On the page it looked nothing. The beginning simple.
5: Almost comic. Just a pulse. Bassoons. Basset horns. Like a rusty squeeze box. <laughs> and then, suddenly, high above it, An oboe. A single note hanging there, unwavering. Until a clarinet took it over. Sweetened it into a phrase of such delight. This was no composition by a performing monkey. This was a music I had never heard. Filled with such longing, such unfulfillable longing,
2: it seemed to me that I was hearing a voice of God. And the music that he was describing is glorious third movement of seven from Mozart's Serenade and B-flat for Winds, the Gran Partita. This is a really nice early wind ensemble piece that is kind of of symphonic proportions, about 45 minutes long. And now let's listen to a little bit of it without the color commentary. tune from the oboe is almost like a a drishti in kind of yogic gaze, which allows us to focus on the tune, and maybe some breathing too, and allowing for other distractions to fall by the wayside. The regular pulsating harmony in the background also creates a very comforting and peaceful backdrop. Great listening.
1: Indeed, some of the greatest music ever written. Scott, when we think of relaxing music, Probably most of us imagine slower tempos, That is, the speed of music is slower.
2: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good search strategy too. If you get into whatever music service you use, look for movement titles that are actually the definitions of the tempo of the piece. A lot of symphonies and concertos and sonatas and suites have markings like andante, which means walking tempo, and adagio, which means slow. Here's the adagio or slow movement of the guitar concerto by Baroque master Antonio Vivaldi.
1: Baroque music, European classical from roughly 1600 to 1750, and minimalism, a movement from the late 20th century that continues today, both have comforting repetitive patterns that provide a kind of calming routine and predictability, if you will.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting comparison, isn't it? There are a lot of high school and college and grad students that report Baroque music being their favorite study music, something that's in the background, but is kind of providing this really steady, solid soothing background while they're concentrating. These time periods of Baroque music and minimalism are about 500 years apart, but they share this love of patternistic repetition. So let's fast forward to 2009 to a little bit of the Mallet Quartet by Steve Reich. This is a very different language and sound source. In this case, we have two marimbas and two vibraphones from the Vivaldi guitar concerto, but they both have this texture that is repeated over and over again. The marimba is a percussion mallet instrument made up of large keys of wood with resonator pipes underneath them to amplify them. So they're very rich and very mellow and really one of my favorite sounds.
1: Film music is a wing of the classical music industry that's designed specifically to manipulate and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. It's designed to manipulate viewers and direct emotion. So that may be a go-to if you are seeking a certain emotional tone.
2: Yeah, it's important to remember that film music is really powerful because it's what they call in the industry, on the nose. It goes right for an emotional trigger point. It can also be associated with the memory of a film, which can be super positive. I would seek pleasant, not too over-the-top love scenes and anything that accompanies beautiful landscapes as a source for a lot of these cinematic backdrops. One of my favorite themes from the kind of classical golden era of movies is by Miklos Roja. He composed the epic score for El Cid in 1961. And here's the love theme. Hmm. that we're back to clarinet and oboe, with a little harp in the background, the strings, followed by this really beautiful tune in the solo violin. This has a kind of dramatic sweep that's normal for historical epics of the 1960s, but it is undeniably reflective and lyrical. And if you want to update your listening list, a more contemporary tune is the love theme from Crazy Rich Asians back in 2018. Brian Tyler, who a lot of us remember from the really big soundtracks from Fast and Furious, composed a really beautiful and effective soundtrack for this landmark film. of your tastes i think it's important to relax and breathe and remember that there's musical beauty in the world that we can all share i wish you the very best as you build your playlist that hopefully lifts your spirits
1: scott stewart you always lift our spirits thank you so very much oh thank you Dr. Scott Stewart, WABE film music commentator and host of Strike Up the Band. He's on the music faculty at the Westminster Schools and conductor of the Atlanta Youth Wind Symphony. This is City Lights. I'm Lois Reitzes. Welcome to our spring member drive. But please stay with us. This break will be short. Please help support WABE if you can at wabe.org slash donate. Joining me now is Kevin Rinker, WABE's operations manager.
0: Hey, Lois, thanks so much. Good to be here with you. Call 678-553-9090 or go to wabe.org slash donate. Your help right now paves the way for us to keep giving you trusted information without any rant, without any slant. We'll also continue to be your source for arts and culture on City Lights. This spring membership drive is coming to a close, so if you haven't made your gift of support yet, now is the time help us wrap up successfully and get back to regular programming. Please give at wabe.org slash donate or by calling 678-553-9090.
1: That's wabe.org slash donate, or calling 678-553-9090. We've heard from Casey Hartnett in Decatur, who says, I know hard times are upon us. This is a small gift, and I wish everyone at WABE much love, safety, and thanks. Thank you, Casey. Whatever the size of your donation, we appreciate it. It's what makes our coverage of the pandemic possible, including the impact on arts and culture. Please give right now at wabe.org slash donate.
0: Or by calling 678-553-9090. You know how much you can give, but if you are able to make a contribution of $1,200 or more, you'll become a Cornerstone member. Your generosity helps us deliver great programming and will continue to be a trusted source of information. Please give if you're able to at the Cornerstone level. You know what's right for you. wabe.org slash donate or with a call to 678-553-9090.
1: City Lights is 30 seconds away. Thanks for your help. Now, won't you please give at 678 553 5, 90, 90.
0: Or go to wabe.org slash donate. If you're already giving as a sustainer, we're talking to you too. If you're able to, please upgrade your monthly sustainer amount by $1 or $2 or maybe even 5 Every dollar makes a difference. You'll find details at wabe.org slash sustainer to make that upgrade. Or Call 678-553-9090.
1: As all of us try to navigate the new normal, theaters and artists are also assessing next steps. Last month, I spoke with Pearl Clegg, the Alliance Theatre Playwright-in-Residence, about how she's adapting to these circumstances. She, along with Tinashe Kajizi bolden held an enlivening virtual discussion about the play Sweat by Lynn Nottage. Virtual playgoers could read the script in advance of the event, providing an insider's experience. Here, Pearl Clegg explains the essential role of an audience.
3: Well, I think that for me as a playwright, one of the things that's really important is that we keep plays and theater alive during this moment when we can't actually have our audience in front of us. And since we know that um, the audience is really the last element of any piece of theater, you know, you can be in rehearsal and it can be great and everything is wonderful, but until you invite the audience in, it's not done, so that I think that this way of keeping in touch with our audience is so important um, during this time, and I also think it will give people another way to look at a play. It's really different to read a play, and I know people who have gone to the theater for years who never think about reading a play. You know, once they got out of high school, they kind of you know, they they brushed their hands and said, okay, we don't have to do that anymore. But I think that's because they didn't have some kind of guidance for how to read a play, to have fun with a play on the page and then try to imagine what you see if it was complete.
1: Pearl, you make such a great point. I haven't read a play since college. At least I hadn't until I read one of yours. I remembered how... I smiled. This was just a few years ago when I saw your instruction beat and I thought, wow, I hadn't even thought about it. Here I thought actors did that on their own, that they knew about timing and, and it's all there in the
3: script. I think that's the thing that's so wonderful is when you read it, you also see the, the stage directions, you see the description of the set. And of course, all of that comes together because you've got a director who can guide the actors from where they are to where that play is. So that it, it really is so amazing to see how theater works. And I know that there are actors who you know can't stand playwrights, there are directors who can't stand any of us. But I think the thing is We all know, even when we're fussing because somebody didn't do exactly what we wanted them to do, even if that beat wasn't exactly what we hoped it would be, what we're always trying to do is tell a story and tell it in the most effective way so that at the end of that experience, people feel like they saw some real people going on a real journey on that stage. And that's what we're all working for. So we, you know, opening night, we all forgive each other and we're glad that we threw it.
1: I love it. Now, as theater artist has explored social issues in your own creative work, would you share some of those thoughts with us now as they pertain to this pandemic moment?
3: Well, I think that one of the things that all of us um, who are working creatively have had to come up against in this moment is what does our work mean and what can it mean at a moment like this one, at a moment when people are literally struggling not only with the health ramifications of this virus, but also with the huge rippling out of the economic effects of all of this. And I think that many times when I write about social issues or I write about something that I want people to get excited about, it doesn't have the overarching fear and panic that people feel because there is a life and death illness that they can't do anything about so I think a lot of what we're doing in keeping in touch with people in keeping them aware of what artists are doing is to address that fear and panic is to say don't be afraid I know you're in your house by yourself or you're working at one of those essential jobs and you're worrying about your own health and the health of your family but to kind of do what theater and art do best, which is to show us that we're all in it together. And people, you know, now that's like a big slogan, we're all in it together, we're all in it together. But in theater, we know that's true. Professionally, we know it, because if the lighting person doesn't do the job they're supposed to do, if the actor doesn't know the lines, if the director doesn't know the play, and if it's a bad play, it's not gonna work because we are literally all in this together. And I think that our commitment to that kind of idea ripples out in the social justice work that we do, especially at a moment like this one when this play explores workers. It explores who is regarded as expendable and who is not expendable. When it looks at what does that job have to do with your own self-worth, with what you think about yourself when you go home every day. And those are questions that many of us did not think about in such a personal way. I mean, I'm a union member too. Playwrights have a union. So I had seven productions scheduled of a new play for next season and I have no idea if any of them will go on which of course makes me sad because I love my work and I love to see my work done but which also has a tremendous economic impact not just on me but on the directors of those productions on the actors who had already auditioned and been um, cast in those productions so that all of the work that we do is so connected that I think we can see it so clearly in this play that we're bringing our own emotional lives in a way that many of us don't have to do in a production of Cinderella or something wonderful, but something that is really a fairy tale isn't necessarily what we're thinking and feeling when we get up every day.
1: Alliance Theater playwright in residence and Atlanta treasure, Pearl Clegg. This is City Lights. I'm Lois Reitzes. We need your financial support. Do stay with us. This message is brief. Please help, if you can, at wabe.org donate. Joining me now is WABE's operations manager, Kevin Rinker
0: wabe.org donate or call 678-553-9090. Your donation right now will help us pay for what it takes to keep critical information coming to you at such a crucial time. If you haven't made your pledge during this membership campaign, you are running out of time. This is the second to last day of the drive. We'll get back to normal programming soon, but we still need to hear from you. Please give at wabe.org donate or call 678-553-9090
1: wabe.org donate or 6785539090 thinking back over the last two months city lights has been a respite from the coronavirus news with movies music and book recommendations and because it's our daily reality we've also been focused on how the pandemic affects the arts and cultural life of Atlanta. Help us keep you informed and entertained at wabe.org slash donate.
0: Or call 678-553-9090. It's important to note that 84% of our funding comes from the Atlanta community. Hopefully that includes you. If not, it can soon. Many of our listeners typically give $15 a month, but donate what you feel you can afford at wabe.org slash donate or with a call to 678-553-9090.
1: Thanks so much to everyone who has donated. We've had some great response, but now we need to hear from you, too. Please give at 678-553-9090.
0: Or by going to wabe.org slash donate. A sustaining gift of $15 a month would really help us. But if it makes more sense for you, consider a one-time gift. You know what you can afford. The key right now is that we need to hear from you. Please play a part at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thank you.
1: You've been listening to City Lights, our daily exploration of arts and culture. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 11 to go behind the scenes of Aurora Theater cyber stage. Our producers are Summer Evans and Ryan McFadden. Kevin Rinker is our engineer and I'm Lois Reitzes. I'd love it if you'd follow me on Twitter at L-O-I-S-R-E-I-T-Z-E-S You can also subscribe to the new City Lights podcast wherever you get your podcasts and listen whenever it's convenient. Thanks for listening to W-A-B-E Atlanta.